Chicago Tomahawk. I'm Mike, and I got my linemate Matt with me. And today we're gonna go over the uh, the the playoff standing so far on where we've gone. Me and Matt had some predictions. Uh, some of our predictions aren't working out. Some are. Uh, and the one I want to start off with is New York. We both picked the Rangers to um, to essentially take this series, possibly seven games, seven six games. They're down three to one right now. I did not see that coming, Matt. Where are you with this series, man? Yeah, I'm, I'm the same, man. I thought it would definitely go seven with the Rangers winning just because of Shesterkin and the way he's been playing. He's been pulled two games in a row. Wow. And on my way home today, I had NHL radio on, and I heard the Pittsburgh fans chanting Igor, Igor, Igor at the the last uh, the last couple seconds of the game, and wow. the dude was on the bench. They had Gorgiev in for the third period. He actually played good Gorgiev. He only let up one goal against Malkin. Uh, but, uh, dude, the, the Pens are really turning it up right now. And, and look who's in net. Louis Deming, the third-string <laughs> AHL starting goalie. I got to give credit to him and the Pens' defense. They have really been very, very, very well They're playing. I mean, it's just to play in front of a third-string goalie, you got to be on your toes, ready to go. And they I, – I didn't think their defense was that good, but they're showing up, man. Here's another thing, Matt. You get a guy, third string, right? Third string goalie coming up, and he has the opportunity of a lifetime. And what does he do? He goes out there, he wins his first game. What does that do for your confidence, man? Even the guys in front of him are going to get a boost in confidence. Because, I mean, this guy is so humble, too. After the game, he's like, dude, I dream about this. You know, I'm in my street with my friends when I was younger. I'm in the playoffs right now. and He's never really got that chance. He's been a very good goalie. I mean, he's been a he's. I think he was with Tampa Bay when mm. Vasilevsky was hurt. He started ten games in a row and he won them all. Wow! And and he's just never really got that fair shot. But he's taking it, man, and he's going with it. He they're they're leaning on him now, and he's been great. He's you know, up three to three wins. You know, there's certain guys, man, where you're like, hey, man, this is your opportunity, and and some guys, you know. You, they, you, they'll give you that thousand yard stare and there's other guys that'll give you that smirk and they're just ready to go. You know, I he's think a that professional man. Yeah. He, he's proven it. I, yeah. 100% man. You know, they're not just going, they're, they're going up against a guy who's he's, he's been, he's been right, waiting for this his whole life. So, um, Shesterkin is shaken. I think that his confidence is shattered right now because you know, I think the Rangers have had a really, really good season. Probably a fairy tale season, uh, just uh, just considering because, you know, they're supposed to be a rebuilding team. They turned it around really quick. Shesterkin's been excellent for them. They get into the playoffs, and it's a nightmare. Actually, kind of like Toronto has <laughs> been in the playoffs, you know. And, um, you know, it's unfortunate for them. You know, obviously Newark was, was expecting these guys to— I'll win the Stanley Cup for the next, uh, you know, decade, but the center of the sports world. Yep. But uh, you know, I think that New York still has some work to do with this team. Obviously, very inexperienced and just not ready for uh, ready for what's come come down. Now the series is not over yet. Can they come back and win? Uh, being down three to one, absolutely. But. Um, the pens absolutely have to fall apart in all facets for that to happen. And from the game that they've been playing, uh, winning tonight seven to two, I don't think that's going to happen. What do you think? 
Well, I was just gonna ask you a question. You're Gerard Gallant. Who's in between the Who's in between the pipes? Gorgiev. You're going with, you're going with Gorgiev. Yeah, yeah, I think I am too. You got to. I mean, it's it's an elimination game. Nothing Obviously, per, nothing want, personal. You know. Y- y- yeah. Hey, we need you. We need to change this. We need something here. We need a spark. And I think he's gonna be the guy. I mean, we had to do it with Crawford and Darling, and look what happened. We won the cup. Right. But yeah. I think Gorgiev's been good. I, I think I so, think too. On relief, he's been good. All year. And I, like you said, I think Shesterkin is shaken, and he's not doing his team any good by getting, you know, he's he, he's not playing like the Vesna-like season he had. Right. Not even close. And the and the pens are on right now. Right. So you, you got to do everything you can to shake it up. And, hey, Gallant will look like a genius if, you know, Gorgiev could pull it off. But we'll, we'll see. Matt, if if New York comes back and they win two games, this is a three to three series, you know. Yeah, it's very hard to win. I mean, it's very hard to win two games in a row in the playoffs. Sure. I mean, look at look at the Lightning; they haven't put a, a good streak together yet. Uh, I mean, it's it's hard. It's it's tough hockey. So, I mean, like I said, if I'm Gerard Gallant, I think I'm gonna give Gorgiev a little talk tonight. Like, hey, you're in for game five, kid, and um, we need you. We need this elimination game. Prove it. Prove it to us that you're you're a better goalie. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. You know, moving on to Tampa Bay and Toronto, I was expecting this to be three to one, uh, Tampa by now, and it's not. It's two to two. Yeah, I'm glad that you know Toronto is. You know, they're you know they're putting up a fight. You know, they're going. They're, actually, they're trading blows over there. Going one game, one game, one game, one game. Yeah, they didn't show up last night though. No, they, and yeah. um, and you know that kind of to Toronto's credit, I think that that's great going up against uh, Tampa in, in the first round and 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 putting up a uh, putting up what they're doing now. If they would be playing playing, if this team was playing the Canadians last year, they'd probably be up three to nothing right now, and. Oh, yeah. um, and the, you know they're they're out there and they're competing with Tampa and I, I think that it's awesome. Tampa hasn't been as dominant as they have in the past uh, for obvious reasons, but uh, I think that they're still an incredibly strong team. They're playing a very talented Toronto team that's hungry, that is not looking to fail, can't fail, and uh, they got their backs against the wall. Going forward, what would you say is a um, what would you say is an advantage for Tampa? I will tell you two players the advantage. Corey Perry and Patty Maroon. These guys are fourth-line bangers. These guys are scoring goals. And when you have your fourth-line scoring goals, that's huge. I mean, it's abs- that, like, we had a fourth-line 2010 that was awesome. I think it was John Madden, was Ben Eager, and yeah. Troy Brower. Yeah. I mean, those guys were scoring goals, and it, that's huge. We were winning 2 two nothing. Madden was guys, also really good at the faceoff dot though oh, too. Special teams, I mean, and, but and we, closing down, uh, closing down other top lines. He was for really sure. good. But these two guys, uh, Patty Maroon had a highlight reel goal last night. He skated right through the Toronto defense. And w- what was that? And I don't know if you saw this clip, but I I retweeted it. Actually, I, and I made my own comment on it. Willie Nylander, did you see him? Didn't he miss a check? No. So he, it was a 50-50 puck on the boards. He, like, he slowed down because he didn't want to get hit. Really? And you know what I saw? I saw myself at the Wolves game when they were playing the Ice Hogs. I'm like, holy shit, that's his brother. Yeah. And I said, oh, my goodness. I, yeah. You do that in the playoffs, dude? Yeah. That's a 50-50 puck. That's why you're losing 5 nothing. Yeah. No one's getting dirty. And he, he didn't want to take a hit. 
Tampa Bay breaks the puck out, and that's it. No, no scoring chance. But they need a better effort from him. They need everybody needs to be. I mean, you can't be taking penalties on Tampa either, because then you got Austin Matthews on the bench longer. He needs to be out on the ice. I mean, you got it. It's it's the same cliche. Stay out of the box. You need your yeah. top line guys to play, and I think that's the problem with uh, Toronto. They're they're there's too many penalty killing. I know Mitch Marner is a penalty killer, but you need Austin Matthews out there. He's a goal scorer. Tavares hasn't done shit in ten games. I know he's like getting killed over in Torontoville right now, not, <laughs> not scoring enough goals and stuff. But you know what? Tavares is still an effective player. He is. He's really. He's a really good player. He's not. You know. He's not getting the points, but they'll. Come. He's not the number one guy. No, he's not. And they just. They need a better effort. A full team effort. And and I'm so sick and tired of hearing about David Camp. Oh, oh my man, God. Yeah. He scores six goals. You guys are ready to throw the C on this guy and retire his number. Relax. He's not that good. Your team is. You. Your team is just too top heavy like with salary that you have no choice but to have this guy. And you're yeah. lucky he's scoring because he didn't score oh, yeah. for us. He we needed him to us. win a face-off and get the fuck off the ice because you're terrible at everything else. Somebody was t- saying that he's actually sniping this year, and I told them that that's not true. <laughs> yeah, okay. he was on he, – he had a very, very good year. Ten um, goals? I, you know what? I'd have to look up his statistics. Ten. Ten. What was it? I, I'm almost certain it's ten goals. Okay, that that's good, I guess, for a fourth liner. But really, you have a 62 goal score on your team, and you're talking about David Camp. Yeah, you, maybe oh they're trying God. to get some of those some of the limelight <laughs> off of Austin. Oh jeez, I think he can handle it. But. I'll, I'll tell you what, man. I think that a I, something that Tampa has going for them is the pressure of Toronto, man, is that yeah. the longer this gets, this series gets drawn out, the more pressure the fan base and the media is going to put on that Toronto team. And you know what? Tampa pretty much just has to sit back, man, you know, because this isn't the Stanley Cup final. They've been there. They've done that. Won yeah. it twice. They won the chip twice, right? Yep. All that they have to do is just go out there and play hockey. And when they get their opportunities, they can strike. Toronto doesn't have that. They have to go out there and they have to impose their will and they have to win games. And and Austin Matthews needs to be scoring. And uh, and, and so, does, uh, so does Mitch Marner. And if these guys aren't scoring, Tavares is getting his teeth kicked in by the media. You know, it's, uh, it's doom and gloom over there. So yeah. uh, I think that they have a really, really big a really big um, advantage there. Yep. And then they got Vasilevsky in net and he, he, he'll lose a game and the next game he'll, he, he'll win. And his streak is now at 15, 15 and 0 when losing a game, the next start. Wow. It's insane, dude. So if he can get another win, if they can, I think, I think Tampa could win the next game and I could see him closing it out. I think they were, they really rattled the Leafs last night. All right. Boston and Carolina, these two teams tied two to two. Matt, we thought that this was going to be a somewhat of a bloodbath, potential for a bloodbath. It isn't. Boston has been fighting, coming back. Do you think that Boston has what it takes to beat the Canes? Uh, Man, a week ago I would have said no, but Freddie Anderson is still out. Uh, Antti Ranta had a good game, then he got hurt. 
and I believe he lost his last game. They put that Russian rookie, I don't want to butcher his name, but I'm surprised Rod Brindamore didn't put him back in. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised he kind of threw Ranta back in. I know Ranta's a better goalie, but this kid, kid was good. He was getting wins. Uh, but yeah, man, I think Brad Marchant, uh, what's his name? Uh, David Pasta mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, Patrice Bergeron really stepped up. I think Marchant had six points last game <laughs> and yeah, he set a record, I believe. Uh, but, and, and once that, I know they're a one line team, but if they're going like that, they're going to win. So I, I think we're going to go seven and I'm still kind of leaning with the with the Canes, I think the Canes are going to come back strong next game. I am too. Now I'll tell you what, I want these teams that barely made the playoffs to make their exit and get the fuck out, man. Because yeah. I want these juggernauts to go head to head with each other. I'm sorry, but the Bruins are not going to win the Stanley Cup this year. Yeah. Everyone was talking about the Canes. Everyone's talking about Florida. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, You know, everyone's talking about Toronto and they're playing Tampa in the first round, you know, and, and there hasn't been much talk about the blues and the wild because, you know, people really aren't thinking about that Calgary and uh, Dallas, they're flying underneath the radar, you know? So, and obviously Nashville is, is getting their teeth kicked in by Colorado, which was as expected. And, um, I thought that maybe they'd win one game. They're down three to nothing right now. We'll get into that later. But I want some of these teams like Nashville and Boston, I want them out of the playoffs so the rest of these teams can just go at it, man. You know, are, are there any other teams that are that are in the playoffs right now that you're like, you know what, you, you shouldn't be here. You barely, you know, squeaked in. Um, yeah, Dallas. <laughs> Dallas, okay. Yeah, even Washington, man. Look at them. Yeah. They're up two to one. Yeah, let's move on to the Washington-Dallas then. I mean, I'm sorry, the Washington, uh, the Washington series. This team, I did not peg them to be a team that was built for the playoffs and, and, and built for sustained success in the playoffs. I think that they'd, you know, obviously make it in, but I think that they would bow out in the first round. Where do you have the caps right now surprising Florida? Because a lot of people were talking about Florida being, you know, this this juggernaut Florida team, but they're in the shadow of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, and the President's Trophy jinx. Like we right. got the President's Trophy. Yeah, it doesn't mean anything. It sucks. Yeah. It sucks. You don't want it. <laughs> exactly. You know, Huberto and and uh Barkoff are having career years. And, uh, and to be honest with you, man, it just seemed like this team was just destined to hit, <laughs> to hit the, to hit the bricks, man, because, you know, Andrew Burnett is up for the Jack Adams award. I mean, it was essentially Q's system and his, <laughs> his team, yeah. you know, oh and goodness. he kind of just stepped in and, and, and took, took over in a way. Yeah. I'll sit in the driver's seat for that one. Yeah, sure. I mean, how yeah. hard can it be, man? Look at the squad that they have. You just and, open the door. That's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. So. Florida is in, uh, I think they're hurting, man. I think that they have a lot of pressure too, but it's not from the fan base, not like it is in Toronto with the fan base and the media. I think it's on themselves because they're always playing second string to Tampa and they don't want to do that anymore. They were pretty much running over everybody this season, including, including the Canes and they played well against Tampa and now they're having a hard time with the uh, with the caps. Where do you think Florida goes from here? 
Well, I'll give you a live update. Florida just won an OT. The series is tied 2-2, but it shouldn't have even... It, sh- it should have wow. been a sweep. It should be a sweep. And t- to be honest, man, my I, I'm kind of concerned with Bobrowski. He doesn't really... He doesn't really show up in the playoffs, man. Yeah. I, I, I like what I saw from Spencer Knight last year. Yes. I'm surprised he's not getting a look. Right. I mean, the, they, there's a lot of pressure on this team within the organization. Not not so, like you said, not so much the like the media and the fan base down there. But if the Panthers were in Toronto, oh, my God, they'd have the torches out. <laughs> so I, I, I'm still going to go with the Panthers, but I can't believe the Caps are they're putting up a fight, man. Man, I, I, I can't believe this. To be honest with you, Bob, like you mentioned, has a hard time in the playoffs. And you know what? They're paying him because they're giving him $10 million. And I don't think that that's right. You got to give the, the goalie that gives you the best chance to win. And Bobrovsky is not that. And you know what? When Dale signed him a couple years ago, they were lacking that goalie. You know, they were lacking that all elite goalie that can get him over. And I, I credit Dale. He went after him. And after that's the year that they beat Tampa, uh, I believe the uh, the Blue Jackets that sweep. Right. And Bob was great, and Dale's like, "Hey, I'm getting this guy," and he got him, but he's not that guy anymore. For right, him. he's he's never been to that level, and if they can get him to that level, I think they can win the cup. But as of now, they're they're if they get to the next round, they should be really concerned because that Capitals yeah. team is not that good anymore. Yeah, I agree. And to be honest with you, we're looking at a team that they're having success now, but how long until they have to start handing out big contracts? You know, how long yeah. is the window? I mean, they got, I'd say, two, three years to get this going, figure it out. To and get it they done. Could, they could lose Spencer Knight. Because yeah. This kid is not going to rot and be a backup. His whole he's ready career. to play. Yeah. I, I, he's a guy that I wish the Hawks had drafted pick capital because I would definitely throw first rounders for him, Mm. but we don't have it. All right. Well, let's move on. Let's go to the Western conference for a second. I want to talk about Calgary. Now we're talking about a team, man, that's been steamrolling people and they're having a hard time with Dallas who just squeaked in. Now, like I mentioned, I wanted the squeakers out quick <laughs> because Dallas, man, they're not built for the playoffs, man. They're not built for sustained success. Calgary is a tough team, but they're going cold and they're going soft at the wrong time. Where do you think that these 100 point players are, Matt? Well, it's, it's a lot tighter in the playoffs. I credit Dallas for fighting, but like you said, they, they should not be here. They, they're very lucky that the Hawks sucked. Uh, the Coyotes sucked. The Jets had a I the Jets I picked to be in the playoffs this year. They didn't show up and Dallas. And Vegas got, took a nosedive. <laughs> and Dallas, yeah, they, they got they got kind of lucky. Like nobody really wanted those two wild card spots. Same with Nashville. Like, we'll get to them. They they have no business being here. But Calgary, yeah, I'm I'm really not sure about that. I don't know what to say. I'm they were my pick, man, for the West. I, I'd love the three forty point guy or uh, hundred point guys. I'm yeah. sorry, forty goal guys. Couple hundred point guys. Kachuk, his first year getting 100 points. Uh, I think he had a meltdown last game. He was kind of playing like uh, like he was playing against Drew Doughty, you know, <laughs> that agitating style. And maybe you don't want him to do that. Maybe yeah. you want him to focus kind of like Brad Marchant in Boston. Once you focus on being the, the man, 
you don't worry about those antics. You know, you go out and score, and that's what they need to do, I think. Do you think that he's at that point yet, or do you think that he's not at that maturity level yet? I think he is, but when stuff's going bad, maybe he's trying to spark his team or something. I I don't know, but they got to figure it out quick because if this team gets bounced by Dallas, oh, man, they, they were just the big big posers going into the, going into the playoffs or honestly the Pacific division just sucks. Yeah. <laughs> you know. All right, let's move on to the Wild and the Blues. Um I believe that's tied at 2 to 2. There's this is another series that has been going back and forth and, and I would probably say I expected it. Yeah, yeah. I, I did too. You know, this is an interesting series because you have a tough Blues team and you've got a very talented Wild team and you wonder Who's going to um, win out on this? You know, is the Wild's talent going to win out? Or is the Blues, you know, defensive-minded, kind of wear-you-down type of game going to wear down uh, Going to wear down the Wild? Where do you see this series at, Matt? Well, I think I picked the Blues in seven. And uh, Billy Huso did lose his net. Jordan Bennington started last game, and he was good. Got the win. They're tied 2-2. Um... Uh, Kaprizov for Minnesota has been very good. He's got eight points this series. Ryan O'Reilly has nine. David Perron, the guy who doesn't get any love from anyone in the NHL, he's got six goals. Kaprizov has six goals. Um, Yeah, man, I, I, I hear a lot of Hawks fans on Twitter, they want Billy Husso next year. Billy Husso, he's such a good goalie. He's a free agent. I'm like, well, he's on a good team, guys. I mean, yeah. You're gonna want to. You're gonna sign this guy, and he's not. He's doesn't have a good team in front of him yet. It's gonna be like a waste. You know what I mean? He's not gonna come here to rebuild. So I, I hope we can stop talking about that. But yeah, this is going seven, man. I still think the Blues experience is gonna overcome and probably win in seven. Interesting. I'm still gonna hope for that that first round draft pick, man. I'm, oh, gosh, I'm yeah. pulling for the Wild, 100. Uh, I've never thought I'd ever say that in my life. But I wouldn't say I'm pulling for them. I'm saying I would be really happy if they made it to the Western Conference Finals. (laughs) You know what, man? I I know Flurry's been good, but I'd like to see Cam Talbot get a start from Minnesota because he got him there. And I I think you just owe him that respect. See what he can do in the playoffs. I know it's it's tied right now and it's close to an elimination game, but I mean, Flurry, he hasn't really been like spectacular or anything. He's just been average and... And St. Louis is, they're having goaltending issues now. But, I mean, Bennington has experience. He's won a cup. And I think he was really focused yesterday and prepared for the game and got him the W. So it's uh, it's a best of three now. Wow. All right, who do you want to move on to next? Let's go to Nashville because I can't wait till they get eliminated tonight. <laughs> Nashville. Oh, man, they're, they're down three to nothing uh, to the Avs. You know, this is going as expected. And to be honest with you, you kind of have to worry a little bit because this is kind of how it was last year for the for the Avs. They went into the first round, you know, they wrecked shop, got to the second round, had that great game, that great first game against Vegas. And then after that, it was kind of downhill for the Avs. Matt, do you think that the Avs are are moving on from maybe say being posers to um Oh yeah, to to being a, a juggernaut in the in in the playoffs. Definitely, they're playing like a powerhouse. That first game, man, they sent a message. They're like, no, we're we're not messing around this year. Five nothing in the first period. Uh, 
even tonight, I believe they're playing a Darcy Kemper got hurt. I don't know if you've seen that freak injury stick went right through his helmet, got him right in the eye. Wow. Pretty scary, actually. They I have that Francis guy who's a good backup. He ended up getting the win last game and relief and. And Nashville's got that Ingram, young 25-year-old goalie, and David Riddick was, he's, you know, he got lit up game one. But we go back to Saros. I think it would be a little different if maybe they'd get one win with them. But, yeah, like like you said, Colorado, they're serious. They're all focused. They got Kadri back in. And they're it looks like they're just having a good time out there, man. They're playing hockey. They're dominating. And it's almost like a, a practice run for them for the next round. Right. But if they if they can get the W tonight, they're going to get more rest because I think a lot of these series are going to go seven. So they're going to just sit back. Sometimes that's bad. You know, you're sitting too long. But when you're banged up, the playoffs are tough. It's good to have that rest. Yeah, 100%. You know, L.A. and the Kings, I mean, sorry, L.A. and the Kings, the Kings and the Oilers, they're tied 2-2. Two to two. Um, Evander Kane's got five goals in this series, man. This guy's showing up, which yeah, he's been known to, man. You know, this guy can produce. Yeah, he's, he's got some. Yeah. He's got some personal issues, but the dude, he's a good hockey player, man. No doubt about it. He can play. He's just off ice. He's yeah. just a complete dickhead, but yeah. he's a very good hockey player. He really is. Philippe Deneau with uh, two goals and three assists, five points. And, uh, you know, I'm pretty surprised, man, that, you know, that this guy is, I believe he's got five points. This guy is, um, you know, he's, he's starting to let his offensive side of offensive side shine a bit. And, um, and he's coming up, he's coming up for this, uh, for this LA team. Interesting t- statistic here. Sirius is tied two to two faceoff percentage between these two teams is 50.2 to 49.8 so it's pretty wow. much right down yeah. the middle man good centers yeah. yeah and these guys are are pretty much splitting possession which is which is really huge and i think it's a big deal for this uh you know for this team how about quickie getting oh, yeah. back in getting back into it man i think he got a shutout last game Mm-hmm. That's pretty. That's pretty good, man. He, I got a lot of respect for him too. You know, and like a Dustin Brown type of guy. He's been through all the battles with the Blackhawks over those years. He had some good Stanley Cup runs and mm-hmm. another good goalie. Very Great good goalie. American goalie. Great American another, goalie. Yes. Another American player. Yep. And uh, you know, I gotta say this, man. Um, you know, th- I'm still seeing the Oilers lose this series. This series might go seven games, though. Yeah, I think they're going back and forth. Uh, Mike Smith has been better. And, you know, he, he's we know he's older. We always kind of give him a hard time for being that old guy out there. But, <laughs> he's got to shut up. I mean, if you look at uh, you look at the the point leaders, Vander Kane is leading the team in points. Where's right. McDavid and where's uh, Drysaitel? That's not. And you know what? This is exactly what they needed. That's exactly what this team That's needed. That's why they brought him in. And, yep. and you know what? McDavid and Drysaddle, they always do this. Comes to the playoffs, these dudes are nowhere to be found. They lost to the Blackhawks a few years ago in that in that play-in round. Oh, yeah, yeah, remember yeah, yeah. that? The they didn't do game. shit. And um, the Hawks shut them down. Kubelik shut him down. Didn't yeah. he score like six goals in one game or something? I, I think goals. it was him and Taser had a hat-trick each in like the yeah. first game or something like that. But, um, but hey... If this team, if Edmonton, if McDavid is not scoring and Drysaddle is not scoring, this team is pretty much done. Evander Kane is is he's you know he's keeping the team alive, but how long is that, is, is is that going to be sustainable? He's like their single handed uh, second hand scoring there, you know. 
Yeah, I don't even think. Oh, he is okay. He has six points, but right. I don't see his name a lot, and either I don't see Drysaddle's name a lot either. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's pretty interesting. You got, uh, I think Crosby is leading the league in points. I think he's got nine points, and then Brad Marchand has nine points. He had six in one game, and I it just shows you Sidney Crosby's still one of the best, man. Oh yeah, to be able, I think to he had a hundred and ninety. A hundred and ninety-seven points. He's the sixth all-time in playoff points now. He's an absolute stud, man. For reference, Wayne Gretzky sits at three eighty-two. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's what's the line? If he took Gretzky's goals away, he'd still be leading the league. He uh, would be, yes. Yeah, and insane. and that's not even playoff production. Oh, three hundred ninety-two points in the playoffs. That's uh, Gretzky's playoff production. It's a freak. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Crosby would would need another uh, probably another fourteen years to, uh, based on his current production to to make it. And and Crosby's a scorer, man. So that kind of goes to show you. Hey, did you see his pass two games ago? Was it between it, the legs? Between the legs, open netter right to Jeff Carter. Jeff Carter buries it. Yeah, unbelievable. He's Carter will bury those all day. Six years old, dude. Like yeah. That's, that's a young man type of thing to do. He he did. He's like, hey, I can skate with these boys. Yeah, he's like, no problem. I'm Sid the kid. I was <laughs> yeah. a, he is, man. He's 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 lived up to, oh, to, to sure. who he was supposed to be, really. I don't think I liked him when he first started, just because like they always would zoom in on him, and he's like saying something to the refs and stuff, but he's really matured, man, and he's yeah. just like a really down-to-earth dude. He's a yeah. really good player, man. I got tons of respect for him. He really shored up his defensive side of the game early in his career because yeah. he was a very strong offensive player and he, he was a little weak on the defensive side. And then about three seasons in, man, he shored that up really good. And he was, I, I think that he's a really good unheralded two-way player. I think that he puts up so many points that part of his game isn't looked at a lot, but he's very solid, at, very solid on the on the defensive side of the park. Very, very smart too. Yeah, very he's a smart, smart player. player. The quiet leader. He seems like you know he just yeah. leads by example, and they follow. Yeah, he shows up every day. So, Matt, your favorite subject: the Norris Trophy. We're oh. going to talk about the finalist. As always, Victor Hedman is uh, leading the list here with Roman Josie, another great defenseman, and Kale McCarr. Now. I will tell you, just like you've mentioned before, both of these, all, all of these players excel at the offensive side of the game. But I would say that there is only two players on this list that excel at the defensive aspect of the game as well. That's Roman Josie and Victor Hedman. Who do you predict is going to win the Norris this year? Oh, well, they go by points. So it's going to be probably Roman Yossi. I, I believe he had 96 points, which is unbelievable for a defenseman. Good for him. And he's on a team that doesn't score a lot of goals. Right. And he was he's only a plus 13. I mean, that is good. Wow. He's, he's, a, he's a plus player. Kale McCarr was a uh, plus 48. <laughs> 28 goals, 58 assists. He's almost a 30-goal scorer. A 30-goal score as a defenseman. Yeah. And you got good old Vic Hedman, the guy who who gets the main, the, the big championships, the only one that matters. He, um, let's see, he had 20 goals and 65 assists for 85 points. I believe that was a career year for him, too. Wow. That just shows you how good the, 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 the new defensive guys are. Yeah. You know, like the new age puck movers. and and But you know what? I'm, if I'm picking today... I'm going with Victor Hedman, man. I am. And I know he's not going to win, but he's just a better 
all-around defenseman. He, he and let's see who lasts in after this first playoff round. It's going to be Kale McCarr. It's probably going to be Victor Hedman, and I bet you Victor Hedman will be the last man standing. I know it doesn't matter in the playoffs, but I don't. I if, if Hedman gets a cup again, I don't think he's going to give two shits about this Norris Trophy. <laughs> <laughs> Even though he's, I mean, I think that he deservedly should have won it last year. I think what they need to do is change. Keep go ahead. Keep your Norris Trophy. How about create a Paul Coffey Trophy? No, create a Nick Lindstrom Trophy because he could play defense and he could put up good points, like a good solid defenseman, something like that. Keep your Norris for the highest scoring defenseman, or call it whatever you want to call it. But I think if you. End of the season, you pick the best defenseman. Victor Hedman would be the best guy. Yeah. And then years ago, maybe a Brent Seabrook and a Nicholas Jarmelson would be winning these trophies because they're they're playing the position the way it's supposed to be played. Right. I, I think that, you know, like you, I think they should keep the Norris trophy for the defensive side of the, you know, uh, defensive uh, yeah. defenseman. And they should create like a like i mentioned like a paul coffee trophy for or, guys who excel at the offensive aspects of the game do something like you know the what are they the the art ross the guy who finishes with most points right do something like that for the defenseman because look i mean roman yossi was a plus 13 so that, yes that's good but really look at kale mccarra yeah, plus he's a plus 13 but he had 96 points that's amazing, yeah. And if he finished with 96 points, he should win, like, the Art Ross Defensive Edition he of He should that. be, like, a plus 60. Yeah, well, <laughs> I think Johnny Hockey was a plus 60. Really? Johnny Hockey, yeah. Wow. That's amazing, dude. But, yeah, we've been talking about this. I think that, that they should do that. Get Just whoever finishes most points doesn't necessarily mean you're the Norris Trophy. You're the best defenseman. You're just the highest scoring defenseman. And mm-hmm. I think that's what Roman Yossi is. Just the highest scoring defenseman. Does it deserve an award? Sure. Yeah, that's a big accomplishment. But doesn't mean you're a better defenseman than Victor Hedman or even Kale McCarr. Roman Josie's good on defensively, though, as well. No, he is. He's good. But I mean, <laughs> I don't think the Kale. Plus like, minus like, speaks like, a let, lot. Let's say Kale McCarr. I think Kale McCarr isn't as good defensively as Roman Josie and Victor Hedman. I don't think Kale needs to worry about playing defense because his team always has the puck. Right. So that's why he's scoring 30 goals like old school Doug Wilson on the Blackhawks. Right. Man. But I think Victor Hedman, he, like I said, he he could turn up this, they call it in Tampa, they, he turns on beast mode and he could score goals, step up big time, or he'll shut you down. I think he, out of all three of them guys... I don't. If I'm an opposing player against Hedman, I I don't want to play against this guy. He's gonna shut me down, and if I if I'm slacking, he's gonna score on me. I just don't think. I don't think. I think he's just more of a complete defenseman. I Kale McCarr can skate circles around you all day, score highlight reel goals. Yeah, that's cool. But wait till next round when he's playing a real contend, like a real team. You know what right. I'm saying? He like say he runs into St. Louis. I don't think he's going to be pulling these moves off like he like he's been doing. Yeah. And Roman Yossi is just he's going to get swept, and he's just on a bad team. He had a great season, put yeah. up great numbers, lots of respect. But uh, I, I think Victor Hedman will be the last man standing. I agree. Um, I think Kale McCarr is probably the uh, the newest. Very exciting uh, player to watch. He yeah, is the, but... the newest Eric Carlson. 
because uh, <laughs> I don't Eric, think he's if, that bad. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, if Eric Carlson played on a contending team like Colorado, he'd probably be putting up numbers like uh, Kale McCarr. This kid's just gifted, man. He is His skating. He, is. I, he, he could the term break ankles. He he'll do it. Yeah, he, I've we we've seen it against the Kirby Doc. He made Kirby Doc look terrible. He just did it a couple nights ago too. Skated right through Nashville, almost like the same type of goal. He did that cut to the slot and then gave you a quick backhand, and <laughs> that was it. He just—he's a highlight reel machine. Yeah, yeah, you he's don't see too many defensive guys doing that. That's what's exciting about him. For a second, I thought that was Sandus Ozelinch, but I, I was, uh, I was <laughs> number mistaken. twenty-eight, right? It was, that... No, I thought he was number eight, right? Oh, you're, or is that oh, Curtis Lashishin? <laughs> you're right. Oh, jeez. <laughs> or number fifty-two, Adam Foot. <laughs> All right, everybody. Do you, think, do you think the Rangers fans are upset that their boy Adam Fox wasn't in there? Oh, I mean, I think that they had him penciled in for the next uh, five Norris trophies. Dude, I told you this a couple <laughs> a couple months back. I'm like, I was watching the Rangers play. I think Detroit. Detroit pulled their goalie, and I see uh, Adam Fox skating to the puck real fast just to touch it to get a point and stuff like oh, that really? type of guy. Yeah, I'm like, come on, dude. It's- Freaking four to two right now, <laughs> and I think he got hurt. But you know, like I, you he said, got hurt on that play. Yeah, no, I think he got hurt and his numbers declined. Oh, like these guys, okay. these guys just took off. I thought you were saying he got hurt on that no, play. No, 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 no. Chasing no. points, <laughs> like you said though, like the Rangers had him penciled in as the Norris, Shesterkin in as the Vesna, Gerard yeah. Gallon as the Jack Adams, Panarin the Art Ross. And yeah. like, come on, guys. There's 31 other teams out there. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, man. I I think that he's uh, you know, he's obviously very very good. He's a good def- he's he a is. good he's skater. Very good, very good. Good defenseman. Uh, I think that he could be a he's definitely a difference maker. But I don't think that even though that he won the the Norris last year, I don't think that he's on the level of Kale McCarr, Roman Josie, or Hedman. <laughs> Hedman got chipped last year. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. All right, everybody, that's all we got for you tonight. We're talking defensemen. You let us know. Let us know who you got in the series, and let us know what you think about the defenseman debate. Are there any other defensemen that have been snubbed and should be in there and you think should be in there? I'm curious to know. But that's all that we got for you tonight. We'll catch you on the next one. This is the Tomahawk, and we're out of here.